Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 217 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the hope and encouragement we find in your word. Help us hear a gentle whisper of encouragement today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus teaches us in Mark chapter 11. I love when Jesus sends his disciples to get the colt for him. Sometimes we hear a whisper from the Lord to do something and we hesitate for a moment or even longer. The disciples went immediately into the village and collected the colt. They were granted use of this animal as Jesus told them they would. May we be more willing to obey the Lord as we hear his call and know that he is taking care of all the details. Jesus became furious when he went to the temple and saw the money changers and all the buying and selling. In verse 17, Jesus said, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have turned it into a den of robbers. May we hold the house of God sacred. One of the most impactful things Jesus teaches about is belief. Belief in him and belief in his Father, our God. In verses 23 and 4, he teaches the power of belief. He said, Truly, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe. Trust and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. We can pray for the Lord to increase our belief every single day. Well, let's see what Paul is teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Yesterday, we read about God calling the lowly. Today, we read that Paul came to teach them in the most modest way without any fancy pretense or speaking. He didn't teach in complicated terms or try to impress them. He came simply with a message that Jesus was crucified for them. In verse 5, he tells them why. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in the power of God. As we surrender our hearts to the Lord, he changes us. He teaches us. In the last verse, Paul said, For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. This was first written in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13. We can be extraordinarily grateful today that the Lord has put his spirit in us so that we operate with the mind of Christ. May we lean into that today and every day. Well, let's see what's happening in Job chapter 5 today. Yesterday, we started reading how Eliphaz counsels Job. There is a truth or two here, but in the context of Job's situation, it is incorrect. For instance, in verse 2, he says, For vexation and rage kill the foolish man. Jealousy and indignation slay the simple. This is true, but in Job's case, he was wise, not foolish or simple-minded. His suffering came to him, but not because of anything he did. God will show himself glorious and magnificent, though we have to wait. Eliphaz encourages Job to reach out to God for help, and he goes on with all the ways God helps his people. Yes, the Lord does come to our aid. We can certainly count on that because he is a faithful God. In chapter 6, Job responds to Eliphaz. He starts out talking about his suffering and how great it truly is. He tells him that God has pierced him with these afflictions and wished God would end his suffering and death. And he tells Eliphaz that he should have been kind to him instead of condemning him. In verse 15, he says, You, my brethren, have dealt deceitfully as a brook, as the channel of brooks that pass away. And he goes on telling them how wrong they are. 
Verse 27 says, yes, you would cast lots over the fatherless and bargain away your friend. And he asks them to see that he has told them the truth and has not gone the way of a wicked man. We will read more about his response and condition tomorrow. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 33. One commentary I read suggests this psalm was written after David was victorious over Goliath's four sons. David writes about sinners. They don't often see their own iniquities, but God does. Then he quickly shifts his writing to God's goodness towards the righteous. In verse 10, he writes, Oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you, your righteous salvation to the upright in heart. And then he prays the Lord will not let pride overtake him, which is something we can all pray about. We all know what happens to those who become prideful. May we surrender our hearts and ways to the Lord. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for all you do for us and all you are. Thank you for being our strength and our high tower. Protect us from the enemy, Lord, and keep us yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 